This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is GoPowerCat.com publisher Tim Fitzgerald. Thank you for listening to this PowerCat podcast. Make sure you never miss an episode of the PowerCat podcast by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or your favorite podcast network. And if you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming a subscriber to GoPowerCat.com. We cover the Wildcats like no one else with our VIP customers enjoying one-of-a-kind coverage from our team of professional journalists. And sign up today for an annual subscription to GPC and grab a 30% discount on your first year. And now here's the PowerCat Podcast. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat post-game podcast, presented by Caddyshack Golf, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC Gig-Powered Studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the PowerCat Postgame Podcast. We've missed you. It's been an extra week here as Kansas State comes off its second bye week of the season. And this time the Wildcats play well enough to win a much needed win. A 24-17 decision at Bill Snyder Family Stadium over Gary Patterson's TCU Horned Frogs. This is the PowerCat Postgame Podcast sponsored by Caddyshack Golfware. Caddy with two T's. Visit CaddyshackGolf.com for all of your officially licensed golfing Willie apparel, accessories, and more. Use code GPC for free shipping on your next order. People are taking advantage of it. Get over to CaddyshackGolf.com. That's with two T's. Tim Fitzgerald joined by Go Cat football analyst Brian Hanley. And Brian, whew, it wasn't pretty, my friend, but they no. got it done at the end of the day. That's right. It wasn't pretty. A lot of mistakes, a lot of things to clean up. But you know what? A win's a win. You know, they had to get this win to to keep the season going the right direction, and they got it. Well, let's start at the top by being negative. How's that in a win? But let's get it out of the way. Let's talk about first the blocking. This offensive line, Kansas State ran for less than 100 yards in this game and 61, 61 of it came on Skylar Thompson's draw play that went down the middle of the field late in the game. We'll get to that in a little bit. 94 total yards. So outside of that run, they ran the ball doing quick math here, 32 times for 33 yards. Yeah, it was ugly. And it started on the first time we tried to run the football, and it didn't get better. They literally, and I mean literally, pushed us around. I was I was really disappointed. I was surprised, but I was more disappointed. I mean, it was like the guys that just didn't have any fight, and TCU took it to us. 
And the way their defense had been playing, you would think it would have been the exact opposite would have happened. But whatever they did in their bye week, they cleaned it up for us, and they decided we're going to take away the run, and they took it away. Well, it's all about preparation. I thought both coaching staffs did a marvelous job in this game, getting their teams ready. Certainly, TCU knew exactly what would give K-State's offense fits, and they also knew that the quarterback run. Max Duggan ran all through the Wildcats. I mean, this guy came in as the thrower, ends this game with 115 yards on 13 carries, averaged nine a carry. They couldn't figure him out. And for a guy that comes in advertised as the thrower, he was surprisingly athletic. And, boy, did he expose K-State's tackling issues, particularly in the secondary. Yeah, I mean, and it looked like he was just a step faster than all of our players. Just He was more physical. He was faster. And it didn't seem like, I don't know, it, 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 at certain times it was so bad, our tackling was so bad, it didn't look like guys even wanted to, especially on that long run touchdown. That was pathetic. Was. I mean, that, that was bad. I mean, it was just a poor effort. He should have been tackled like four times. Yep. Shame on you, Wayne Jones. I mean, I know you're a freshman, but young man, if you're going to lower the shoulder and hit someone, take out their legs, their center of gravity, but you tried to hit Something. him in the chest. and it, Yeah. It, it it should embarrass you right into better tackling fundamentals. I mean, you that's see that exactly on film. Right. It, it was awful. Okay, that's the bad stuff. The good stuff is K-State was really well prepared for this game in other elements, and it started in special teams. Yep. Chris Kleiman talked about they immediately recognized a problem in punt protection for the Horned Frogs, and this led to an early play by Jonathan Alexander. Jordan Sandy has the kick blocked, and K-State will try to pick it up, and they do. It's Alexander with it at the 19-yard line. Kansas State blocks a punt, and they'll have it inside the 20 of TCU. It was blocked by Alexander and covered by Alexander. Man, that was huge. That was huge. It it got K-State going. And not only did it set them up in a pretty good position there, they converted. I mean, they didn't mess around. They they got the ball into the end zone. It took them a couple plays, and uh, they finally threw to the tight end. Nick Lenners right down the seam. A nice little throw by Skyler, but they schemed him and got that tight end open. That was great to see. Yeah, it was. It was good to see him get back to to getting the ball to the tight end. It was wide open. Um, so it must have seen something, like I said, great preparation. Good to see the tight end get back involved. Thompson gets the snap, fakes to the back, throws over the top at the five. Touchdown, Nick Letters. Wide open right down the middle. Kansas State touchdown, and they lead 6-0 with 9.56 to go in the first. Nick Letters, the score for Kansas State. This was a relief. I'm going to be honest. With this game, coming off two losses with a bye week, and then heading into Oklahoma, you your backs were against the wall. You kind of had to win this game, or you were going to be in big, big trouble. And they found a way to get it done. And I, I, I look back at things, and I'm not really sure how they did it, but they did it. He did, and it was kind of what we talked a little bit about in the pregame. It was like, hey, there's nothing wrong with pressure. You know, pressure is kind of what football is built on. And sometimes you have to rise to the occasion. And although it wasn't pretty, it doesn't always have to be pretty. You know, going out and getting wins, especially when uh, coming off of two losses, just getting a win anyway 
is a good thing. And TCU is not just some horrible football program either. So this wasn't that we just skated by some bad football team. That's not what happened here. We were able to overcome our mistakes, overcome, you know, some bad play at times. I mean, we played really well at other times. But just overcoming, uh, um, you know, kind of ourselves and a good football team to win a football game that they needed to win. It was good to see. Good to see the guys, you know, respond that way. That's a good thing. That's a really good thing. There was a lot of plays I enjoyed in this game. I thought K-State did a better job of building uh, plays from previous looks they had given TCU. One of my favorite plays was the Viking Gill touchdown in the uh, second quarter. And K-State was really kind of facing a bad situation. They'd moved down the field, and it looked like they might settle for a field goal. And then Viking Gill ran a really nice route. He he started to the, the yep. flag, came back in, hesitated like he was going to sit down into the zone, and then took off up the scene for a touchdown. And it was a 13-yard touchdown, and it put K-State up 14-7. to And here's what Viking Gill had to say about that play. Great executed play and a great call by Coach Messon set me up in an easy position to, you know, score the ball. And Sky made it even easier with the ball, just right on the money, right in, you know, right on my numbers. Brian, they struggled. We mentioned it at the top. They struggled running the ball. They struggled with this and that. But they did find a way to throw the ball. They did. That was just almost like water in the desert. They've struggled so much at times throwing the ball. Uh, they got Malik Knowles back, and, and he did play a factor in this game. But really, they were more diverse. They threw it to Gill. They threw it to Schoen. They threw it to their tight end. They played today without Phillip Brooks. They kind of spread the ball around, and Skyler didn't have a great game, 11-23. But he had 172 yards and two touchdowns, and uh, they did just enough to uh, offset TCU, which also had its struggles caused by the K-State defense, but man, that passing game saved the day. It did. It saved the day. Uh, there were some uh, missed opportunities, but you know what? That's going to happen. Uh, but I'm just proud of the way that Skyler fought back. I mean, he didn't have the best game, but when we needed him, he did it. And throwing the football, getting us where we need to do. I know he had the huge run, but he had to be able – because if we didn't complete any passes, we weren't going to move the football today. So that was very apparent, and we did it when we had to do it. Very proud of the guys all around and proud of the coaching staff, you know, moving, getting things turned around, getting the guys up and still ready to play. I mean, this is a big football game, and I know that a lot of people say that it's early and things like that, but this is a big football game that we needed to win. So it was really good to see the coaching staff, you know, get diverse with things, get things turned around. Right, it, it really was. They they did whatever they needed to do. They found enough offense in this game. And as I mentioned, they did get back Malik Knowles, which was a little bit of a surprise in this game. KSU Thrill asked this from Wabash Station. Were you surprised at how much Malik played? Brian, we didn't think he was going to play. As it turns right. out, Phillips Brooks suffered an injury. They thought he'd be able to go, and he wasn't. And then Malik stepped up. And great description by a member of the media. Was he on a pitch count? And he was. He only played about two. Two quarters, and he was used sparingly, but his presence was felt. Yeah, it was. They needed him. They needed him, so it was good to see him out there. Yeah, he made some big plays, but mostly uh, he does disturb the defense. And, you know, it was another question here uh, from Wabash Station. Uh, did you notice 
TCU doing anything different once Malik came on the field? I saw him roll a safety over at one point, um, and, you know, they had basically three guys on the two receivers with Malik out there, and I thought, well, that's a little bit different. They, they got out of the man on the, on the edge to keep an eye on Malik Knowles. They sure did. And you the teams are going to have to do that, you know, because, you know, of how good he is and what he brings to the table. So and with other things that we do, you know, and you know, TCU, they're, they're, they don't want to do, they just want to line up, play man to man and stop the run and leave their corners on an island. And they didn't, they didn't do that. So I think they recognized, you know, him being out there, which is good for us. That's good for us. Now we just got to get them healthy. We just got to get them healthy. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I really was amazed that Kansas State was in this game at one point. It was clearly a game uh, at some parts of the contest that seemed to be physically dominated by TCU on both sides of the ball. They were running the ball more effectively, and they were stuffing Kansas State's run. Usually when you do those things, you find a way to win, and TCU couldn't quite get over the hump with it. It was amazing to watch, but a big reason for K-State's success was they held TCU to 4 of 13 on third downs. It wasn't always pretty, but they got them off the field. That's right, and that's the key to it. If you can get off the field and keep teams from scoring, that is the name of the game. Uh, they, it wasn't pretty at times, kind of what you said, but that kind of goes back to coaching staff and getting the guys to fight, getting the guys to believe because, yeah, we gave up a play here, we give up a big play there, but just keep fighting. Just keep going. Go to the next play. You know, the next play is the most important play. And the guys did a very, very good job of that. I mean, let's just call it what it is. We got pushed around today, but we still fought. And when we had to dig deep to get off the field, the defense did a defense did a really good job. They really did. They they got enough done there. We'll talk about some of those big plays, but I want to go back. K State leads fourteen to ten at halftime. They get the ball to start the second half. They march down the field, seven plays. 59 yards. Unfortunately, they needed 63 yards. They had to settle for a field goal right there. They did take the 17-10 to lead, but they could have put TCU in a bad, bad situation. And TCU did indeed tie it up at 17-17. Look, I I don't want to harp on the negative, but man, that was an opportunity not to deliver a knockout punch, but certainly put them on the ropes. Well, we've done that a couple of times this year. We've settled for field goals in spots where we needed touchdowns and could have really done damage. And the same thing happened in the Mississippi State game. You know, and, and we just have to be the guy, just have to understand you got to put your foot all the way on the gas pedal when you get the opportunity. You have to do that. This is big time football. When you don't do that, bad things can happen now and it's unfortunate that we're having to learn this you know this this lesson that way but you got to understand that you've got to put teams and not necessarily put them away but just put them in a bad spot you know kind of what you said just put your foot all the way on the gas pedal and make them do something different make them play with a little desperation when that happens when teams are playing with desperation they make mistakes and that's exactly what we want Exactly. K-State gets the win, moves to 4-2 and two on the season, 1-2 and two in the Big 12. 
12 there, alive and kicking in Big 12 play. They do have Oklahoma coming in next week. We will deal with that next week. We had some Oklahoma questions about Jalen Hurts and company and what they have to do. Prayer might be a good place to start because Jalen Hurts <laughs> is the real deal. I doubted him. I would like to apologize to him, but he's an amazing quarterback, and he might be on in line for the third Heisman in a row for the third different quarterback at Oklahoma. It'll be one of the great stories of college football if they pull that off. That's next week. We get a whole week to deal with that. Right now, we're going to deal with K-State's win over TCU. And after this break, we're going to get to that final drive. Skyler Thompson and his offense, eight minutes to go, facing 95 yards in a tied game. Could they do it? Yes, they could. Stay locked in. The PowerCat Podcast will be right back. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. We now send it back to Fitz in the WTC gig-powered studios. Welcome back to the PowerCat Postgame Podcast, sponsored by Caddy Shack Golf. For K-Staters, by K-Staters, jackets, hats, polos, t-shirts, golf accessories, Caddy Shack Golf wear, Caddy with two T's. Visit CaddyShackGolf.com. And remember, use that code GPC for free shipping. And in a little bit, we will pick our Caddy Shack Golf question of the week from Wabash Station. And someone will get a gift certificate from Brett and the folks over at Caddy Shack Golf. People are very happy with that, Brian. We'll put it that way. <laughs> when they go look at the really cool merchandise at Caddyshack Golf, and he has really cool stuff, um, it's uh, they're, they're happy. You don't have to be a golfer. They have really nice uh, polos with that cool old-school Willie uh, golfing logo. It's, it's very, very neat. Brian, uh, Skylar Thompson, no matter how much he struggled at times, has a knack, and that knack is for making – Game-winning drives. We see, we've seen him do it throughout his career, and it's been amazing to watch at times uh, because he didn't play well. He didn't throw up particularly well. His decision-making at times wasn't great. And it's almost like when he gets out of his own head, he doesn't have time to think about things, he can get it done and uh, lead his team down the field. It's like he almost gets in his own way, if that makes sense. He just needs to relax and go play ball, and when he does that, He's a pretty good quarterback, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. And it's kind of what you said. He didn't have his best game today. There were throws that were were left out there on the field, opportunities that were missed. However, he did suck it up and play and do the things that were necessary for us to win, which is all you can ask of your quarterback. Yeah, and sure it's is. kind of what you said is when he tries to do too much, you know, there's times outside of the pocket. I know it's not just me screaming at the TV. I'm sure there's tons of Wildcats fans out there doing the same thing. It's like, throw it, throw it, throw it. And he took a lot of shots today. Now, that wasn't necessarily his fault. I mean, he got beat up today 
Uh, the offensive line has just got to get better. But Skyler, he did the things that we needed him to do to win the football game. And he'll get better. He'll get better. Just keep working, and he'll be fine. But uh, I was proud of the way that he fought back because he took a lot of punishment today. And that final drive was a thing of beauty. It really was. And let's get to that final drive. Kansas State takes over the ball at zone five. 8.03 left in the game. They are pinned with their backs up against the wall. And Coach Kleiman said after the game, we told Mess, get aggressive. Don't don't kind of play here and try to get a little room and punt. Let's go down the field. Let's make the most of it. And Malik Knowles makes a big play for Kansas State. He gets him kind of out of the mouth of that end zone. He gets it out to uh, the 10-yard line. It wasn't much, but it was just enough to set up this play by Skylar Thompson. Where's the quarterback run, Ben? Well, Brian, here it was. Thompson and crew from the near hash. It's a quarterback draw. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Thompson to midfield and down the sideline, 40 to the 30 and out of bounds at the 30-yard line of TCU. Vernon Scott runs him out. Skyler Thompson with a big-time play. That's 61 yards. That was the only running play of substance for Kansas State. And boy, did they call it at the right time. They pulled it out. They'd been waiting on it. They'd been sitting on it. Brian, that was beautiful. It was so wide open. Moses would have been amazed by it. Oh, yeah. It was beautiful. Beautiful. Got it blocked good up front. Uh, Running back did exactly what he was supposed to do. Linebacker filled, blocked him inside, and off to the races. I mean, it was wide open. So, outstanding call by the coaches. Outstanding call. And outstanding execution by the the line and everybody. Everybody involved. It's just a great play call. Excellent execution. You know, once in a while, you'll see the middle of the field open. Man, there was no one there. I mean, it, it took him a good 40 yards to realize they were in trouble, and then they finally got Skyler to start angling, and he still picked up about another 20. Here's what Skyler said. It was something Coach Messingham recognized in game prep, and they saved it and used it. And then we called the, the quarterback draw, and they gave us the look that we anticipated all week um, on film. So uh, I knew it was going to be a big play right, right before I even said hi. It was it was a big play. It was that that changed the whole game. And at that moment, you could kind of feel everything flip. Like the stadium wasn't quite believing K State would win, and TCU thought we're going to win this game and get out of here. And from that point on, it looked like K State was going to win. And then they started piecing it together. They converted a fourth down with Skyler running for two yards on a fourth and one. They got it to a third and nine, and they completed it to Malik Knowles for ten yards. And a little bit later, Skyler Thompson took the bootleg right around the corner and into the end zone. They score a touchdown with 2:45 left in the game to go up. 24-17. Again, two receivers to the short side and Malik Knowles to the left for K-State. There's the snap. Thompson fakes to the back, runs, touchdown. Touchdown, Skyler Thompson with a great fake to the inside, a run to the outside, 23-17, purple on top. K-State leads TCU with 2.45 to go. Wow. You know, right when you're thinking they have no offense, they're struggling, they're just kind of gone inert here in the late third and early fourth quarter, they put it together, didn't they? Yep, they did. And that's kind of going back to what we mentioned earlier is just go to the next play. Just keep fighting. Just keep battling. Because you never know that very next play, you haven't done anything, haven't done anything, and then boom. 
and it changed the whole game. I know it was late in the game, but it doesn't matter. But that's what we needed. It's all we needed was an opportunity, and we gave ourselves an opportunity, changed the momentum of the entire stadium, that, like you mentioned, uh, gave guys tons of confidence because then it seemed like everything that we were doing was going to work, you know, after that play. So uh, the fourth down call, I hated it. I'll be honest. I hated it. I was, we got to kick the field goal. What are we doing? The defense has played great. We'll be able to stop them. I just hated the call. And But Tyler did his thing, and, and he took another shot. And just the kid, I just can't give him enough credit for what he did today, even when it, when it wasn't his best game. But when we needed him, he did it. It was just a really, really cool thing to see. It was amazing. And uh, we've got to give a shout-out here. And here's our Caddyshack Golf Question of the Week from Mad Dog 2020. That brings back bad memories, by the way. Uh, will Devin Anktel be a first-team All-American this year. Today was his best game yet, and he was incredible. He punted seven times. He averaged 49 yards a punt, put it inside the 20 twice. This kid has a live leg. It explodes off his foot, and he's gotten really good about positioning the ball. But late in the game, he thundered a punt that really changed the context of the contest. Yeah, I, I don't know that there's many punters out there. I'll be honest, I don't necessarily watch other punters from other teams very often. <laughs> good. But I know that K-State's got a good one. I do know that. That's the, that's the only thing that matters to me. And he seems like a big kid with a strong leg. So whatever he's doing, I don't know. I mean, he's kicking the ball very, very well. And to be honest, punters are a little different than kickers. Punters are a, a lot more athletic than kickers, you know, because it's a lot of more strategy to where they're kicking and placement and things of that nature. And he's doing a very good job. So if there's other kickers or punters out there that are better than him, what he's doing, they must be pro level because this guy has got it. Yeah, he put he put TC way down the field. They had a long ways to go um, at that last their last possession and they made them march and it looked like they were getting in position maybe and then Wyatt Hubert made his presence felt going after Max Duggan a really good freshman quarterback who surprised K-State with his running ability today but Wyatt Hubert with a huge sack late in the game Duggan has him up to the line of scrimmage it's first and 10 from the 36 good protection again Duggan now is going to be sacked sacked back at the 48 yard line Wyatt Hubert, he talked about it in the post game, my friend. He said, "Look, uh, that's there's a reason why uh, guys that get after the quarterback get paid the big money." Um, basically saying that's what I want to do. He's only a sophomore. That is about as big as it came. That was a game changing, in some ways, game saving yep. sack by Wyatt Hubert, and um, it was impressive. Yeah, it was. He did a really, really good job. Uh, he's showing me a lot. He's showing me a lot. Uh, we got to get some other guys doing the same thing, especially Buddy on the other side. But we're doing he, – he, he got out there and he got after it. Um, you know, and that's what – he's right. That's what they pay those guys the big money to do. Get after the quarterback when they know they're throwing the football. That's your job. So doing a really, really good job. He's still young. He's still raw. But I love where he's going. Yeah, I do too. It's it's really fun to watch. He's he's a dynamic guy. He changed things. And on that play, all of a sudden, Duggan knew he could be touched. And, and he wasn't very comfortable in the, the final play of the game. And it's it, – 
It, I can't wrap my mind around how K-State managed to win this game, but there's something to be said about persistence and all the great programs find a way to win when their backs are against the wall and they're not playing well. K-State is far from being a great program, but it's a really good sign for the future as Chris Kleiman continues to build this. Yeah, I mean, all we need to do is just keep going in the right direction. You know, this year we knew it wasn't going to be all about wins and losses, but we wanted to win as many games as possible, get bowl eligible, but we wanted to get the feeling back that the program was going in the right direction, get the staleness out of our mouth, and get a better taste in our mouth for what the program can be. Right. And I think that's what we're doing. you know. And again, a sign of that is winning games where you do not play your best. And this was a game that the K-State was able to win. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not like we played horrible. So I don't want to say that we played horrible because the defense, I thought, played very well. Yeah. You know, I, and I do. And on offense, we played well in spots. But and special teams did their thing, which we're going to need. We've talked about that before. We're going to need all three phases. But these are games that if we can win, and we knew it was going to be a big game. I mean, TCU is a team kind of like us where they're trying to find themselves and we found ourselves a little bit today. I, I think we did. I think this is going to take a step in the right direction, regardless of what happens next week. I'm not even worried about that necessarily. I'm worried about the way the program is going in a game that we, I believe we should have won. We didn't play our best, but we did win. Very well put. R.D. Scott Fritch and Ask Chris Kleiman after the game. They beat Mississippi State. They took an off week. They lost two games. They took an off week. It's been a long time. Here's Dee's question to Coach Kleiman. Probably a small lifetime, it seems like, since Mississippi State. How big was this win for you guys? Well, we had a couple of open weeks in there, too, that didn't, didn't, make, it any, didn't make it any easier, um, especially when you lose a game and then have, have two weeks. But, you know, I, I don't want to get caught up in the results, and that's part of our issue in society is we're all so much based on results, and if the results aren't there, man, it's a negative day. Man, we, we've got to start. We need to focus on the process as players, as coaches. We're six games into this tenure. And it's not going to be perfect, but if we keep attacking the process and keep stacking great days, we're going to have some great days like we had today. And one thing you will not hear me talk about with our football team is the negative because there's just too much negative in this world right now. How about that? I thought that was a great quote from Coach, reminding his players and fans they're six games in of this tenure. It's it's going to take a process to get everything in place that they want to have in place to put K-State football uh, and make it their program. And I thought it was a great right. message. Yeah. I mean, I, it's going to take some time, you know, and as long as we have the patience, but as long as we're moving in the right direction as well, you know, and from everything that I've seen, we are moving in the right direction. So uh, it is going to take time to make it their program. I believe that people are accepting that. It's going to take some time for everybody to accept it. But you know what? We keep winning these type of football games. It'll come faster than what you think, yeah. which I'm excited about. It's a process, and, and this was a nice win. They play Oklahoma next week. Survive in advance is my goal for next week and for the Wildcats. That's right. Hey, you got nothing to lose. I mean, uh, you'll right. probably get blown out, but who knows? You might play a great game, pick up some confidence as you go into what is turning out to be a pretty significant game in two weeks in Lawrence, Kansas. And then you get that win, and you're really on track for – uh, a good opportunity to make something nice out of the first season of the Chris Kleiman era. 
Yeah, I'll be excited about that because the OU game is kind of what it, what you said. It is what it is. It's going to be a tough game. Uh, you get out of that one, whatever you do, and then let's get on with the rest of the schedule yep. and let's see because uh, that Kansas game is going to be – I mean, it's Kansas. Right. So we got to go in there. and But Kansas can do some things offensively. So we got to go in there and do our thing. But I'm really excited for the rest of the season because there's some wins on this the remaining schedule. I know we talked about that. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves or anything like that. There's still a lot of season to be played, but I'm excited. This was a good win. I, I just I, I don't want people to poo-poo this away and think, oh, well, TCU, it is what it is. I want people to understand this was a game that K-State should have won, didn't play great, and still won. It puts us on track to do the things that I think that we want to try to do. It really does. It's a big relief. We saw Chris Kleiman hug Gene Taylor, the AD, after the game. He admitted it's a relief. They, you know, it was a big win. They needed it. It got things going in the right direction again, and uh, K-State beats TCU 24-17 to move to 4-2, and two, get Chris Kleiman's first Big 12 win. It, it was really a, a relief to say. That's Brian Hanley. He was an offensive lineman on those great K-State 97 and 98 teams. He's our football analyst out of Texas, and Brian also hosts his own podcast, Let's Talk Ball. You can find that at ltbpodcast.com. Brian, we appreciate it very much, and as we head out of this week's show, let's hear what Skylar Thompson said as the team met for that final drive, the winning drive that is, uh, in the and how that all took place. Here's Skylar Thompson taking us out. I told the guys in the hotel last night that I'm going to be ready for four quarters tomorrow and, and I'm going to bring it and, and lead lead the best of my ability and for them just to stick with me and, and believe in me. And, you know, it was, just, it was so much fun, man. We get in that huddle and, you know, uh, the game's on the line. You know, it's fourth and one and, you know, my old line is telling me that they love me. You know, and they're, everybody's telling each other they love each other and we got it. You know, and it's just like that, that's what that's what this game's all about. The winning and losing, put all that aside. Like, that 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 is what this game's all about. That's why I love this game so much, and it makes it easy to go go put your body out there to go get a first down. You've been listening to the PowerCat Post Game Podcast, presented by Caddyshack Golf. PowerCat Podcast, all rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.